Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Welcome to the latest episode of Steelers. Touch down under. I'm Matt Peverell, and I'm joined by my co-host Mark Davison. Mark, how you doing? G'day, Maddie, and g'day, uh, Steeler Nation fans out there. Maddie um, and the fans out there as well. He, he's kept me up a bit late this evening. Uh, Matt's been pretty busy with work, and he's doing a lot of things with um, his career. And tonight we are coming from the future of 14 hours or 12 hours or whatever it is. But we're filming and recording at 10:35 p.m. But that doesn't matter. The Steelers are now 7-0, and we are playing good football, and we beat the Ratbirds. How you going, Matty? That's it, mate. Yeah, no, I have kept Mark a bit late. So, as always, we come to you live on your Saturday morning. Um, We generally record Friday night, our time. So, as I said, we're a little bit in the future there. Um, But, yeah, big, (laughs) big week on my side. But equally, we know it's been a big week over there in the U.S., no doubt, this election campaign. Um, we actually this week, though, as a cultural insight down under, we had the race that stops our nation, which is um, the Melbourne Cup, which is sort of a version of, like the Kentucky Derby that you guys have over there. But it's a big two-mile horse race that we have that's been held down in Melbourne. Um, Melbourne's had a lot of Victor- uh, restrictions down there as the capital of Victoria. But 
um, the race still was held and you generally find a lot of the country, you know, takes the time, the afternoon off work, goes and watch, watches the race. I mean, even schools televise the race. I'm sure Mark, you can remember being a little kid and seeing it in school as well. Well, we, we used to, we used to walk home or was, you know, I think it's about three o'clock in uh, school when you're a little kid. Um, but yeah, the teacher, if they were keen punter, um, they would stop. They wouldn't, you know, put a video on and they'd start watching the, the race or put the radio on. Um, this year, we, uh, we, I think we both back because we're mad Steeler fans. We back one called Steel, Steel Prince. Um, unfortunately, he didn't go anywhere. I put 50 bucks on him. I think he came like fifth or sixth. Um, bit of a weird year this year with the, the Melbourne Cup down south. But um, overall, it's meant to bring people together, have a bit of fun and have a bit of punt. Yeah, well, I was, I was pretty lucky. I had the winner. Led the whole race, rarely happens over the over the two miles. So I walked away a happy man. Um, I don't know. Sometimes the American odds get me, but we we do it more versus the dollar. But yeah, I was lucky enough to get the winner, paying twenty one dollars for every one of my sorry thirty dollars for every one of my dollars. So walked away a happy man there, and um, halfway towards my next Steelers jersey, win win. But look, we're here not to talk about horse racing. We're here to talk about Steelers football, Mark. What's the title of this week's show for all the listeners out there? Uh, the title is, I'm going to do my best American impersonation and I might stuff it up, but the title is, how about them Steelers? Wasn't too bad. Wasn't too <laughs> that bad. was terrible. You can give a bit more passion to it, mate. I was trying to think how to say it and you know, the, your throat goes all a bit funny as well, but how about them Steelers? Or Steelers, Steelers. How about them Steelers? <laughs> we are seven and zero. Oh. We just beat the Ratbirds, and we're going in, into the Cowboys this week. Um, great game versus the Baltimore Ravens. Start off with a pick six, uh, pick six with um, Spilly, and then it was a pretty heavy game after that. But Big Ben came came back in the third quarter, fourth quarter. Alex Highsmith played really well. Um, got that INT. And here we are, seven and zero. You know, we, you can't ask for anything, anything better. That's it. That's it. Seven and zero. This and look, the Steelers this week. We have got the chance to write ourselves into the history books. You know, they've equaled what the nineteen seventy eight team had done. But can they go out there and get that eighth win? Can they go and beat a, a very average Cowboys side? You know, in a very average and you know NFC division there. You know, and, and that's what's going to be an interesting thing this week. But, you know, as we always do, let's jump back to last week. Baltimore Ravens, M&T Bank Stadium, the Steelers, their first, the first game, you know, even some people sort of said coming out of the Titans, we know, oh, yeah, but the Titans aren't, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Titans aren't the Baltimore Ravens or the Titans aren't you know, whoever, you know, that's lead, that's, that's doing quite well this season, you know, it's always compared. But Steelers went in there and tough matchup against a very good defense that had just acquired Yannick Ngokwe, who we talked about on, on our last show. You know, also one of the, you know, the, the top, you know, running offenses in the league against the Steelers in one of the best rush defenses in the league. We knew there was going to be sparks and fireworks. How good is it to come out with a win, though? Oh, it's it's bloody awesome. And I just want to say, once again, like I said in the live chat, where's Austin? We had a bloke in the live chat named Austin. He could be a good fella, but I really don't care, Austin. You said to us in the live chat that the Ravens were going to win 
by 30 and the Steelers hasn't played anyone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The Steelers played a hard game versus the Ravens and were under the pump for a little bit. And then we came away with a victory. James Conner ran the football really well. Um, Claypool showed up in that brilliant touchdown to, uh, in the back of the end zone. That route was fantastic. And we had the Ratbird Raven fans saying, F the Steelers week. It doesn't matter. We won the football game and they still won't give us the respect that we, that we deserve. Well, that's it. That's it. But the Steelers went in there. They won the game. It's now on, you know, and the Scobros talked about it this week in their pot in, you know, in their show a little bit around the Steelers now are going to be in a position where the games that they're going to lose from here on in are games where they defeat themselves to a degree for a lot of the matchups. They don't have a particularly difficult record, but yeah, it's, it's how they're going to play. And at the end of the day, they went into Baltimore at home against a five and one Ravens team coming off a great year last year at 14 and two or whatever it was, Lamar with the MVP and they got the win, you know, and John Harbour for all the, you know, we, you know, obviously the team call him Wayne Harbs and, you know, they give him a lot of stick and whatever, but there's still respect there. Like he still coaches very good quality, quality sides. You know, they don't, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, rarely have a, you know, they don't have a losing record too often. You know, they've got good players and by gosh, they did, they did do quite well this draft, but the Steelers went in there and they got the win. And, you know, we've now set ourselves up to really lock in the AFC North over the next, you know, five, six weeks and really, really go well there. Equally, we have actually put ourselves in a conversation where a couple more wins and we can start actually saying, what does it mean if the Steelers got to buy first week of the finals? I mean, we, you know, everyone was quite sure with Ben back that we didn't scrape through the playoffs, especially with that extra position. But I mean, the way they're going, you know, the conversation steers to that first week buy. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. It's a good point you, you bring up there, Matt, um, with the Steelers and, and the Ravens and with respect. And it's just with Harbour and Wang Harbour, whatever his name is. And I do think the Ravens are a good organization. Um, they play fantastic football, defensive football. Um, now they're running the rock with Lamar. But at the very end with the, the call that Harbour said he hit his helmet, no, um, Fitzy, Fitzy didn't. Fitzy went in there and went for the ball and it was a bang-bang play. So I'm not saying... I think the, the fans overreact on... Well, we do on both sides, but the fans overreact on the Ravens because they really did think they're going, going in and beat us. And that's why this makes this... Uh, excuse me. It makes this uh, thing so much more sweeter. Um, then and we converse them again on... I think it might be Thanksgiving coming up. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just fantastic. Fantastic news. You know what I loved about the game, and we'll, and we'll, we'll go in like we usually do into some of the splits and around the box score and, and talking some of the stats. But you know, I love the fact that Steelers won twenty eight twenty four, and obviously we talked about Spillies. You know, we referred to Spillies interception and pick six there, but like it was hard nosed defense that won for the Steelers. You know, we went in there and, and we and we forced the issue on defense. You know, we played incredible defense where we knew they were going to have a crack and it wasn't, we're going to sell out in terms of the passing game. We're going to sell out in terms of the run game. It was, we're going to play our style and we're going to put Lamar under pressure. We'll stick to the game plan. It's not about what the stat sheet looks like. It's what the end, the final score looks like at the end of the day. So for me, that's what I was really happy with. And look, I mean, you know, you were in some of those live chats um, with me, Mark and, and, you know, 
during the game. And I, you know, the first half couldn't have gone any worse as far as I was concerned, you know, but equally, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers were only down 10, seven. So you sort of sat there and you went, well, you know, I remember, remember I said it in the, in our chats, I was like, all the Steelers have to do now is come out and actually play with a bit of, bit of heart and, you know, a bit of Tom and fire up at halftime and they back in this. Well, I wasn't really happy with the, the Steelers um, performance in first half, like a lot of our fans, but, the thing was, and I, you know, I've got, and I love our show because I love our show when we can take about three or four days to get over things. But on that day, when when they pushed um, uh, Lamar out of bounds and they caught him a quarterback, and it was a run under, it was a flag. You can't flag that. That changed the whole projection of the game. Uh, third and five, Lamar goes out. It's now fourth and five. They got to punt it away. The defense will come out again and, and put him on show. And we're seven seven zero at that time. Uh, we might go up fourteen. We might go up ten. And then they get the flag and they run down, run down the end zone and score 7-7. Seven, seven. Um, I was so mad at that for about two quarters until the Steelers started coming back because that penalty, you've seen them before in the NFL. It changes the flow of the game. Yeah, it does. Mm. And, I mean, there was, you know, there are a couple of times there where there's some very interesting calls. Um, I think the Steelers, look, we can talk about there was that pass interference a few weeks back, the offensive one that Claypool had. You know, there are some interesting calls this season, pure and simple. Um, I'm just, what I'm very happy about is that when the Steelers, obviously at 7-0, we've not been in a situation where a call has cost us the game. It's made it's made things challenging. Mm-hmm. But equally, <clears throat> teams have to go through adversity. Like, you know, the, the good teams will go through adversity on the way to, way to a win. I like the maturity that they can sort of bounce back from it. Um, that that's the big one from me. And that's the big one that they can sort of take forward and go, what am I going to do around it? And, you know, it was said a little bit earlier on in the season, particularly like coming out of the the Philly game, for example, is the Steelers winning, but learning from those wins. So winning Mm -hmm. and building, there's so much we can build from this game. I mean, they practically weren't even on the, like, you know, the the Steelers were, went missing in the first half. Imagine if they had a full half there. Well, they didn't have any time of possession, did they, in the first half? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's, um, yeah, I, I just think I'm just so pumped. I, we got the win in Baltimore and we go in at 7-0. and Like, it's just terrific. But, I mean, going into some of the some of the pieces there, Mark, off, on the offensive side of the football, Ben, 21 from 32, you know, for... 182 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. As I've said most weeks, you know, the big the big thing is when Ben's not throwing interceptions, we're not turning the ball over. That's what killed us last year. We've got a defense that holds other teams to generally under 25. You know, that's where it's really big. What You know, what did you think of Ben's performance? I, I thought Ben played great. And I just want to bring up a, a funny point. I When I watched the game again the second time, there was one play where... Um, uh, I think it was DJ and someone else didn't know the player what was going on. And he put his hands up and it didn't matter. Uh, and even Tony Romo, which I found I, I, I hate Tony Romo now, um, the way that he did the steals and everything else. But there was a play where Big Ben was, he called the play and then DJ didn't get the play at all. He threw his hands up and like, what's the play? What's the play? And then uh, I think Big Ben just threw it down uh, left-hand side on, on our screens to Juju or someone down there and they got the first down. Big Ben is taking control of this game. If we can keep him up right. And he's still, he almost had a forced fumble, but he's making some good decisions. And you can see that he's reading this defense so well. 
We well, did have um, a fumble there on the stat sheet, according to the box score that I've got from ESPN. He, they did end up giving him that fumble. Did they recover that fumble? Or yeah, re- yeah, the recovery. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in 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 past games, he might lose that one completely and get and at least he was going forward to to land on the yep. ball. Um, but yeah, I just you can tell that that Big Ben wants to win this so bad. Um, just the way how he's communicating with his um, receivers and that that touchdown to Ebron as well. He's wide open. I just want to touch on that because you would have seen it in my comments into the BTSC, the Slack channel. What frustrated me though is when Ben went down with one of the points where he went down, he stuck his hand out, mm-hmm. which then led to him. We saw pretty quickly on the other side, like he would go to the side of the field once they'd, you know, the change of possession and they were testing his elbow out. When you fall, when you are playing sport, you do not stretch your hand out to fall on it. You try and land on your hip, your bum, your shoulder. Mm-hmm. If he if hurt, hurt something there when he the outstretched hand, I would have been livid. I have broken my hand before, like stretching out like that um, when I fell backward when I couldn't really see. But like, I see it so much in the NFL. Yeah. And it's like the, one of the number one in, causes of injuries for broken hands, torn ligaments in the wrist and the elbow. And the, like, it, oh, it just, it really, it really irked me when I saw well, that. Well, the, the positive is, Matty, is that uh, Big Ben got a free massage on the sideline, you know, for you and I down in Australia. It costs about $110 um, to get that kind of treatment. So, um, That's but true. definitely. But Not yeah, cheap. Yeah, but definitely. You, you just got to, uh, ben, Big Ben's got to know uh, better about that. But it's just crazy. Even going back to Tony Romo when he fell down, he's like, oh, career's over. Said, no, dude. He, he hurt his elbow. Just let it relax a little bit and he'll get back on the field. And, even if Big Ben had one arm, I think he'd be he'd be slinging the rock as best as he can. That's it. That's it. Or just doing those little pop passes that he tried <laughs> the last week. Or do it like Tom Brady does and he pass it one meter forward. That's it. That's it. Um, but on the offensive side, obviously not a great day for the rushing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, James Connor, forty-seven yards on fifteen carries. He did get the touchdown. Did what he had to. Did what he had to do there. As you said, Mark, they didn't have much of the ball mm-hmm. in the first half, um, you know, and, and Baltimore liked to hog it with their sort of their sort of run-heavy offense. Um, looking at the wide receiving core, what did you think there? I mean, Juju led in receptions, um, didn't necessarily take it to the house, um, didn't get, you know, too many yards, but, I mean, whilst he still led in yards, but yeah, what, what was your feeling around some of the, the wide receiving core and including the, the tight ends? Well, Juju's going off. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be frank. And yeah. Jack, he's going off. Um, he's playing the, the way how he's progressed over the last three years. And like I even brought up last week and he, he, his body type is just running forward. And he, you can see the way he's running around taking care of the football. And he's teaching probably the, the young bucks as well how to, how to do that. Um, he's got two hands. He's 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 he's, he's holstering it, but he has got us so many first downs. I can't count how many first downs he's got. Where he's yeah. a few weeks back, he reached over his head to get a first down. Last week, he pushed off. I can't remember who the player was. It was a Humphreys. It might have been Humphreys. Yeah, um, pushed him out of the way, and uh, he got another first down where he ran up to the Ravens. And another another funny point I saw in my second viewing was one of the Ravens fans tried to help up. This is how bad the Ravens are. Tried to help up uh, Juju and another sorry Ravens player. Another Ravens play hit his teammate's hand away. And I was like, oh, boy. They, they can't even have respect on the field. So the second meeting is going to be good. But Juju is playing some really good football. He's not turning the ball over. He's running hard. 
Um, he's being a team player. He's he's doing everything you you want. Like in, he's just a you know a notch above being number one. Yeah, and I saw I think it was on might have been Instagram or Facebook or one of the quotes from him from this week where he was just basically saying, "I want to take things over the middle. I'm not afraid of getting hit. You know, it's not about you know." loads of touchdowns and loads of yards. I'll do what this team needs me to do to keep getting first downs and, 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 and sort of something to that effect. But that's, that's it, Mark. Like he has, he's having a great year. Like as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, they come away with the Super Bowl. No one cares about one career, you know, one stat, one year of stats on your career. You know, he's got plenty of time to pad the stats. If, mm-hmm. you know, God forbid, he's got to leave, he's got to leave the Steelers next year. But equally, I liked what they did with Ebron. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Average 12 yards a reception for four receptions for almost 50 yards. Had that long reception for 18, you know, caught 80% of his targets. Claypool was in a little bit of that same boat. You know, they both got touchdowns there. We started to see that value where we talked about earlier on the season about Eric Ebron and Claypool offering Ben, you know, red zone options. And, and you did see that. So, you know, it's... um. Yeah, I, I think we talk about spreading the ball. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Ben, whilst he threw 30 times, he only landed 21 passes. So that's not exactly the largest split yeah. to try and divide between so many, you know, receiving options there. Um, and and it just continues to be pick your poison. And they even included uh, Ray Ray McLeod too on the yep. one pass that he caught was um, uh, over the middle. And just the way just the way they're finishing runs, and I know that's going to be a teaching and a coaching point in, in football. I've never played it, but I've watched a fair bit of it. And the way that they can wrap the ball up and the way that Ray Ray ran that ball and he got face masks, almost took his head off. But he ran straight and he wants to find the hole and find the end zone. So just overall, like Big Ben, he's got some some fantastic players uh, um, in his unit. To, we don't know who's going to go. Oh, actually, next week versus the Cowboys could be anyone. Could be all five of them getting touchdowns. It's going to be a slaughter fest. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> in part two of the show. I'm... um. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, you know, very interesting to see what happens this week against the Cowboys and we can talk all we'll be talking everything about trap games <laughs> and the rest of it. Um want to go over the defensive side of the football though. Um first so let's let's talk a little bit Ravens offense as well. You know, Willie Sneed obviously had a day, you know, he's he's a tough customer sometimes. You know, whilst you're marking up on some of their the tight ends like your Mark Andrews um, and your Nick Boyles of the world, you know, um, obviously last year they had, I think it was Hayden Hayden Hurst or whoever was um, went over to the Falcons. Um, you know, so Snead had a day. You'd kind of expect someone to do something there. I thought Boykin. I thought the Steelers did well. You know, to sort of take Boykin out of the game, he can often stretch the. The defense, obviously, you saw Devin Duvernay on that really long catch where he went for the 39 yards as well. Um, but, yeah, on the, on the Steelers' defensive side there, we, we've given a little bit of a heart there about some of the numbers. And, of course, rushing Lamar had 65 yards. Gus Edwards had 87. J.K. Dobbins had 113 there. But, Mark, what, what, were, what were you liking from the defensive side of the football? Um, I, like, I liked... Our defensive line, I think we've got to bring up to it. Yeah. I think he was one of your fellas last week and we might he go was. a bit later. Yeah. Um, but the way the defensive line's playing, and I did like what I saw and how they played. I'm not sure what the technical term is, 
But you had on the edge, you had TJ and you had Bud. And no matter what, they were spying on Lamar Jackson every time he did that option pass. Yeah. So they sold out. TJ sold out. A few times Bud didn't sell out and there was a big run. But nine times out of ten, TJ Watt and Bud sold out on the quarterback. And then if he gave the ball off to Dobbins, which they did and he blitzed us, um, they still – the defensive line or linebackers or safeties will come up the middle and make the tackle. So I like the way they played that because some teams don't play that way. And they, they, that's what you do. You have to treat Lamar that he has the ball every time. That's it. Yeah, yeah, you did see that. And I thought that you, there were some times where Bud sort of ended up sort of hovering around the middle ready for that that run down the middle. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I was really thrilled. Favorite of mine, Alex Highsmith, showed he could make a play. You know, Mark, yeah, you know how high I am on Highsmith. Um Really, really nice to see that sort of him make that play there. And he's a very athletic outside linebacker. What a read, though. What yeah. a great read. Lamar didn't even know he was there. And it reminded me of the one that Mike Hilton did a few years ago or last year. It was yep. in the same zone, around the same area. And um, High Swift just dropped back and there we are. And we have an interception. Didn't have, had no legs, though. <laughs> so it didn't, didn't really go anywhere. But, yeah, I mean, he but, probably was a little bit surprised himself. He was probably <laughs> thinking it's just going to bat it down the ball. Well, let's talk about let's, let's talk about the second one. Did you remember the second one he almost had? He went for the player. Yeah. The he could have had that for a, uh, a tutty, uh, uh, you know, pick six. Like, he, and this will come in time. Like, it's good to see now that he's, like, what, seventh game in and he's only just coming into the defense. That's it. I mean, and obviously we kicked off the game with Robert Spillane. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I you know, and there's a bit of a rhyme there, but, you know, I, can you imagine what, can you imagine you're Robert Spillane, right? You've just seen Devin Bush go down. You've battled through. You've done your big hit on Derrick Henry. And then, <laughs> and then you've, you're playing Baltimore away, Lamar Jackson. You get this opportunity in the in the in the first quarter to make a play. You're thinking, oh, I might do a big hit. I might try and rattle mm-hmm. someone and force a fumble. And instead, the ball sails over directly where you're covering. Yeah, in that sort of mid midfield, if you like, between the the levels, and you pick it off. Like, can you imagine? And like, I don't know about you, Mark, but when I saw him, he he bolted in. I don't think he yeah. could have got there any faster. Like it was kind of like, by the time you looked at him getting the ball, he was in the end zone. Like it was just boom, boom. Like it was like a ping pong ball going. A bit like uh, James Harris in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl forty three in ninety nine. But he definitely was in the right spot, right time. And that might have, that's coaching as well. They, you know, they they have tendencies for the offense to do their first scripted plays of 10, 15 plays. So Lamar didn't know he was there at all. Um, half the Steel Nation didn't know he was there. Actually, probably all the Steel Nation didn't know he was there. Drop back, pick it off. Uh, 7-0, we're like, holy dooly, let's start playing the game. Like, that's the best start like I've seen in a long time. It didn't end the same way in the half, but it was a great start. Yeah, but we, we go, I agree. And we go back to the one that Minka had against the Browns. I would not put it past how big a deal it is getting that po- getting those points from the get-go. I mean, particularly when you, if you defer as well, when you defer that kick handed yeah. to them and score first off the defense. I mean, you know, we, we, we talk about Steelers, you know, and how they had to work really hard at scoring off their first drive of the game, which we saw against the Titans. Well, if you're scoring off your first defensive drive of the game, like that immediately gets you ahead of the eight ball there, you know? So, 
And that sort of takes you to a situation where, you know, we talk about Steelers holding teams to less than 20. If you're going to score seven points quite quickly, it gives you a bit of leeway over that 20 margin as well because you're already ahead before you get started on offense. Yeah, definitely. And it just takes the pressure of, um, you know, Spillane as well. Like for him to get that ball and, you know, he didn't think he was – he just thought he was going to play special teams this year. Um, Devin Bush is a fantastic player and, and needs to be there. But um, like we said a few weeks ago or last week, he's not a missing piece exactly. He's playing, you know, really good football where if he can pick off Lamar and we're up 7-0, like the confidence building around him is going to have give other players, you know, faith to think, okay, he's cool. Rob's cool. We can we can leave him there. We can, we can do our own thing now. So, Well, yeah, and look – We'll get into the trade in part two. Really keen to talk about that as, as a forward-looking piece. Um, but agree with you there on, on Spillane. And I don't think we're going to see anything less of Spillane. I think um, there was a bit of discussion there this week from Michael Beck around it. And it was it was centered around the fact that Spillane hasn't done anything wrong. In fact, he's had two really good games. So um, equally this week, I thought Minka I thought Minka did really, really well. Obviously, he had that awesome pass defense yeah. at the end of the game there that sealed it for him. You know, and I saw Ravens fans calling out that that was like mm. pass interference and all the rest of it. And I was just like, come off it. What a joke. No. Um, as you said, Stefan Tuitt, massive game. We'll talk about him a little bit when we do punts of the week there. Um, you know, going back to Spillane, 11 total tackles, ta- one tackle for loss, two pass defenses. We know he's, you know, one of those counter where he scored the touchdown. I think Stefan Tuitt as well was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure I saw that one. He definitely was. What do you have, nine tackles, two, one sack, or...? Yeah, two, nine tackles, you're right. Two sacks, three tackles for a loss, um, and he had three quarterback hits. And no one's talking about him either. This is what our defense is. We are a true steel curtain. Cam's been a bit quiet, but in our eyes, as, as fans, quiet might just mean stats. If you watch the game... <laughs> you know, with a keen eye on the defensive line. We do, I think we did miss Alawalu a bit in the first half. That's probably yeah. one negative I could say. Um, but Bugs play well near the end. Well, that's what I was going to say as well. Like when we chat there now, like, you know, Bugs had a pretty, and I, I, you know, he was someone I talked about earlier on the season as well, Mark. I think it was our second show. I was telling you what a fan I was of, of Bugs. You know, he's, I think he's an ex-Alabama lineman as well, you know, comes from some decent pedigree there, um, you know, even though he was drafted in the sixth round. I, I still think he could be something here. And, you know, he was playing Baltimore away to Baltimore and he's not played a lot of snaps. So I think we've just got to let him develop. And I love the idea that Steelers went in there at halftime. It sounds, sounds yeah. like a Hollywood script and said, <laughs> mate, there's no one else. So yeah. you can't play any worse. Go out there and do something. I mean, I kind of love that. <laughs> well, maybe he realized that. Maybe he, you know, it must get in your mind a little bit. I'm on the second on the depth chart and here and there, but maybe he realized, oh, I can't just rely on my great teammates, my, you know, future Hall of Fame teammates to do everything. I got to step up as well. And he showed that in the second half. Um, it was hard with the running game, but he definitely showed that, in, you know, in key points with, with, with this kind of football game, it comes down to three or four or five different plays. Yeah. You know, there, there are 60 plays here, 70 plays there, but it really comes down to when they stop Lamar, and they forced that fumble. And then the Minka's last play, like that was pretty much the game. So and that's all you ask of these guys. You know, they might give a big touchdown. I mean, sorry, you know, touchdown or middle of the field. But if you can stop key plays, that's how you win the game. And that's how. Oh, I think 
I think Martin froze there for a sec. Oh, sorry, guys. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just to wrap it up as well, I think when you look at the defensive results for the Ravens, I mean, Calais Campbell, two tackles on the day, no sacks, no tackles for a loss on pass defense. That's a sort of, that's like Brandon Williams, three tackles, um, one solo tackle, no sacks, uh, one tackle for a loss. You know, you start to see that the, the Steelers only allowed two sacks. That gives you an idea of how well the offensive line played as well. And we talked about keeping Ben up, right? I don't think it can be, you know, bypassed the fact that what the Steelers were able to do from an offensive line perspective and hold what a great defensive line there to literally not much on the day in Gokwe and one tackle. That's all we did, you know? I, I, I don't think we can shy away from the fact that the Steelers have done a really good job there on that offensive line and keeping Ben upright. And what a good res- good result as well for a, a great defense. And we've held on the two sacks and they didn't um, change the game in their favor and didn't really impact the game their way. Um, yeah. You know, give them two sacks and see what happens. But Big Ben played really well and the offensive line is playing really well as, as well. Definitely. Definitely. But look, that wraps us up for part one of, of this week's show, um, previewing the Cowboys game and how about them Steelers. Um, join us for part two. We're going to talk everything Cowboys. We're going to talk a little bit about the Avery Williamson trade. Punts of the week coming. Singing the slang's coming. Join us for part two. Really excited to have you there. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.